Hi, this is David. I bet you've heard the saying that food is medicine. But the thing is, we also want our food to be quick and tasty. Factor has the solution. Their delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. They deliver prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more. Plus, there's extra things to enjoy. They have over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, like snacks and smoothies, that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. You'll be glad to hear that Factor is affordable. I've done the math. and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Man Limitless by Floyd B. Wilson, published in 1905. Love in one form or another is the motive power of the universe. It is the force that moves men, women, and nations towards advancement, for the achievement of ambitions, for the fulfillment of ideals. Love reaches beyond desire, and yet awakens desire. It blends intellect with aspiration, the mental with the spiritual and gives the incentive to guard and prolong life, in order that we may grasp more of its hallowed and mystic meaning. It is universal and found throughout nature. We see the plant sending its roots down to secure nourishment, and then, having converted this into sustenance, carry it upward to assist growth in the sunlight. It reaches, for it needs to give full expression to its development and beauty, seeming in its own mute way to enjoy itself most when demonstrating vigorous life. Is not this but a plant's expression of love, its silent purpose to attain its own end in the mystery of unfolding? In animal life we note a broader development one that extends to the protecting, caring, and helping of its own kind. It reaches out often to the weak and suffering, through almost a human feeling, and more than that it recognizes the expression of love from others, and rewards it by showing love in return. My purpose, however, deals with you and I, and whether we can learn something of the creative power of love, and its part in helping us to attain our ideals, to uplift our spirit.
Ralph Waldo Emerson made love one of his subjects for an essay, but he wrote only from the human point of view of romantic relationships and courtship. This field of emotion, vast as it is, is but the reflection of one phase of the power of love. To know, to comprehend the vastness of love, its mystic force, its far-reaching attractive power in directing, guiding, and sustaining us through the labyrinths of life's experiences, would be to pierce the secret of existence to solve the problem of human purpose and to grasp all the possibilities within us. My studies in psychology and philosophy regarding the unfolding of the human being have led to many experiments proving the attractive power of love to bring about one's desires. Hence I select this for a theme as I feel it has been proven to be the secret force of the universal, the light on the path to the attainment of every longing of the human heart. From the earliest dawn of intelligence in humanity, from the moment we as children begin to group ideas together to form a thought, we face two opposing sides, right and wrong, light and darkness, truth and falsehood, honor and shame, success and failure, love and hate. With wider experience in life, these opposing sides multiply till they reach myriads, one word signifying the end desired, the other its opposite. Youth, however, is an optimist. It is the experienced one who suggests danger and brings to youth's consciousness the possibility of defeat. Does this suggestion from an older one, well meant though it be, help or retard our development? Who is near God, and who can catch most intelligently the whispers of infinity, youth or adulthood? Experience is our grandest school. But Father Time only gives the lessons, leaving us to draw conclusions. How often have we failed to draw them right? I have heard able women and men, who have won great success, say that their judgment did not lead to these. They had won, they declared, where they least expected it. Their judgment had erred more than half the time. Youth, acting from desire, love, and impulse, is thus right in doing so, perhaps about half the time. Is there then a philosophy that can help to guide us, so that we can direct effort that no energy be wasted, and the prize be won? Unhesitatingly, I answer this question in the affirmative. But one cannot master the philosophy without discipline. In addition, we must also be true to ourselves. Optimism alone will not win out. Doubts will come to all who have gone only so far as to say, I believe. Faith founded on belief will often waver, 
Therefore, let us be honest with ourselves and convert belief into knowledge by proof. Until we do this, we are only weak followers of those who actually do know. Love is only indomitable when it holds supreme control, and it holds supreme control when it fills our mind so completely that there is no room for hate or doubt. Such love is so strong and absolute that it will enter into no compromise or bargain. There can be nothing commercial in its nature. It does not offer to give with any proviso as to receiving in return. For example, let us look at the life of Joan of Arc. She heard strange voices calling her to action in service of France and her beloved king. There was no question in her mind of the worthiness or unworthiness of the king. In her simple way, she revered him. Did not this most unselfish and magnanimous love of that poor, unschooled shepherdess open the pathway to infinite force and bring its messengers in touch with her, so that by their magnetic power she evolved into a warrior leader whose presence on the battlefield assured victory? Yes, I believe so. In my years of studying human achievement, I have found that we ourselves, consciously or subconsciously, open the way to receive the aid of the universe. The infinite force, God himself, if you prefer to use that word, does not make the selection. We create our own gods and our own devils our own environment and our own limitations. Desire, lifted into intense longing and crystallized into absolute unquenchable love, is the magnetic force that brings to our aid what some term divine spirits, what others call the infinite vibrations of heaven, and what others more orthodox call God. Joan of Arc, among her herd in the fields, felt pain that a foreign nation was crushing out of existence her native land. To her simple mind, this was outrageous robbery. Her king was also to her the god of France. In the ancient religion that bound her, there was a love and reverence for altars, relics, and saints. She did not know her king, and but crudely her country, yet she loved them both. With disaster and war, this love was intensified and grew to a desire to be of service to both king and country. She was without ambition, so love could vibrate only the single throbbing of unselfish devotion. This, I argue, was the attractive force she sent out to the spiritual realm, which answered her in the form of clairvoyance and safety in battle. Such is not the case with most of us. We may cherish an intense desire that broadens into love and attracts the infinite power to us, 
But when that power comes in hints of the responsibilities to be assumed in our undertaking, we pale at the thought of carrying them out, thereby causing fear to arrest our progress and success left abandoned only half won. I have argued over and over again with people who have declared that they put their best thoughts and best efforts forward, only to have failed in accomplishing their goal. Under close questioning, I have found that their desire was born mingled with doubts or fears, thereby creating auto-opposition. One must realize that within your own thought is the force that carries you to success, as well as the opposing factor that may turn even success half won into failure. On yourself alone rests all the responsibility. As old as that semi-mythical tale of Adam and Eve's fall from paradise is the human desire to throw the responsibilities of one's blunders, shortcomings, and failures on others. It is through genuine, full-hearted love that we overcome auto-opposition. The fears and doubts that arise in our thoughts after a decision has been made and the work commenced. Love is so potent when it rises supreme that doubts and fears are dispelled by its radiance. And love will rise supreme if your resolve is born of desire, in whatever way, to help others. In the daily round of the petty duties of life, our attention is continually being arrested by those who show love for their work, be it what it may. Whether that love was cultivated or grew out of simply undertaking the tasks willingly need not be questioned. They who so work are working on the right plane to reach success, be it great or small. When one brings comfort or happiness to another by doing what is regarded as arduous work and is so filled with the feeling inspired in that other's breast that you rejoice in the work and lose sight of its arduousness, then has love shown itself triumphant. When love rises back of and is bound up with a noble desire, completely entwined therein so it cannot be dethroned, then one marches forward to victory, and your whole pathway is luminous with light.